May I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Places and spaces have become increasingly important to us in these weeks of lockdown. Whether it's the challenge of the space we live in or a longing for the places we would rather be. My Facebook page is full of photographs of friends' gardens, the places they are enjoying in this sunny weather. But there are also photographs of holiday destinations, the places people are remembering with longing and looking forward to being able to visit again one day. We worship a God of time and space, of history and geography, of story and location. And so there's something very poignant about this time of ascension tide as we await the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, because what we're remembering is the time that Jesus left his disciples behind, left his earthly life. And it may be hard for us to see where's the celebration in that? What is God trying to tell us through this story? First of all, we need to remember just how important that history and geography is in the life of God. When God came to us in Jesus, he was born in Bethlehem. He grew up in Nazareth. He walked along the shores of the lake in Galilee and the streets of the city of Jerusalem. What that tells us is that God is intimately involved in our life, in its history, its geography, its story, its location. We worship a God who has walked among us. He has suffered with us. He has sweated and cried. He has laughed and feasted with his friends. If we know the parables of Jesus, we know just how much he enjoyed the little details of the world around him. The lilies of the field, the birds of the air, the foxes, the fish, the light of an oil lamp, the splash of a fishing net. But God is also involved in the bigger story. As we know from the Hebrew scripture about a people who came to know God and love him, who shared their story with God's story. And we know that that story reaches a climax when in the life of Jesus, worldly power clashes with the servant love of God. And it may be that it seems that God's identification with us is total when we see Jesus die on the cross and when we see his body being placed in the tomb. But that body will not decay as your body will and mine, and indeed as every created thing will decay, because God intervenes and recreates. He restores Jesus to life in a new way. And so it is that the disciples meet Jesus in the resurrection in between life, where he is both present with them and often mysteriously absent. This has been one of the deepest experiences of the Easter season for me, 
as I have entered the experience of the disciples, both knowing that Jesus is present, but frequently feeling his absence and being aware of my own sense of loss and confusion. Some of that is linked to the way that Jesus does seem particularly present in some places that I can't be at the moment. In church, with my friends worshipping together, in some of those landscapes where God has always been particularly present to me. And we see the disciples experiencing, of course, the joy and the presence of Jesus, but also that loss in the days of resurrection. They meet Jesus, but almost each time he says to them, don't cling on, don't hold on to me, I have to go to my Father. And when they hear those words, they're very tempted to go back to the places where they have known Jesus most profoundly, to go back to the fishing nets, to go back to the hills, to go back to the olive groves, the places where they talked and walked and prayed with Jesus. But God is using this time to gradually open them up to a greater truth about Jesus. He is not just their friend and teacher, but he is revealed to them as the anointed one, the Messiah, uniquely of God and with God. The culmination of that revelation comes when Jesus is once again incorporated into the Godhead with the Ascension. He's incorporated into that transcendent mystery that is God outside time and space and in all of time and space. This is not the final act of separation, but the final act of integration, in that Jesus becomes available to us always. He's caught up in the life of God in whom, as St Paul says, we live and move and have our being. When we are most acutely present, when we are most in the present moment, we are most aware of the presence of God, both within us and without us. This is the most intimate form of prayer, which goes beyond words into the presence of God, in which we may be caught up in the life, the hope, the joy, the love of God. This is the God who is in every place and space. The God you can meet at the kitchen table, in the office or in the garden. The God who is present in every cell of your body, in every atom of the universe. This is the God who is not confined to particular places, but who delights in every place. This is the God with whom we pray, thy kingdom come, as we long for others, to know this God in their lives. This is God risen, ascended and glorified, who we worship today. Amen.